We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Okay, so I want, I have a special request today um, for our listeners. If you could go to whatever podcast listening app you happen to be listening to, um, go to our podcast, like it, subscribe, and go to the um, ratings and, and give us a big fat five star rating or whatever you feel we deserve um review it do a review uh give us some feedback um you can also go to all of our social media pages twitter facebook instagram uh our website notagrandeoutdoors.com um uh, youtube um follow us like us subscribe whatever rate review review. (laughs) more Uh, feedback we can get the better yeah give us some feedback some Um, comments some questions yeah and we've started to get a few of those and there's a there's a Mm -hmm. question that popped up on our facebook page that that i'd like to address because i think it's fairly applicable um curtis wrote us and asked the question he was listening to the the proclamation uh podcast and said he started wandering down the rabbit hole of what ifs you know like we always do and he asked if an atlatl was legal tackle for hunting and uh how about no uh yeah that's a how about no no uh the answer is no but but there's a more uh i guess more important topic there that that we want to discuss real quick and that is that in New Mexico, per Chapter 17, which is the statutory authority for the, all the Game of Fish stuff, mm-hmm. 17.27, it says that it's uh, unless specifically allowed for in regulation that all hunting, fishing, and trapping are illegal in New Mexico. And so what that means basically is unless the regulations allow you to, you can't hunt and fish and so that's why we have so many of those regulations because it's specifically allowing certain types of hunting correct so the uh the weapon types that you can use in big game hunting and and all the, all that type of stuff is being specifically allowed to hunt and for that reason atlatls are not allowed for hunting tackle because they're not specifically allowed so don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Curtis, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, that's I'm sure you're not the only one who's thought or wondered about that. Right. Right. So well, it's, that's been a topic in social media here in the not too distant past. You know, I think that that was brought up, and some people wasn't there a dude that like was chunking spears at a deer or something possibly uh, yeah yeah and uh, yeah. I, I read something about that it wasn't too it wasn't too terribly long ago maybe six or eight ten months ago two years i don't know yeah it wasn't too long ago yeah i'm pretty sure there was a dude chunking steers chunking spears at a deer well and that's hard to say say that real fast three times chunking spears at a deer chunking spears at a deer chunking spears at a deer <laughs> <laughs> now uh kyle did it <laughs> but it but it, it speaks to kind of a, a, a broader a broader a range of implements because you know we have crossbows we have bows and things like that but they're coming they're always coming out with new things right uh, for instance you know there's a compressed air arrow gun out there oh yeah well yeah and you got the you got the little 45 caliber arrows that that have on impact yeah exactly it goes off so yeah, stuff like that uh, when it when it comes to all that stuff, it, unless it's specifically allowed in New Mexico, you, you can't hunt with it. Gotcha. So. Um, so yeah, that brings so, us to. Yeah, yeah. So making your voice heard. Yeah, making your voice heard. Um, we have just that request. You know, make your voice heard, um, which is what this podcast is actually about. Um, 
is making your voice heard. We've got the legislation session legislative going on. Session. Legislative session going Say on. Say that three times. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we have the legislative session going on in New Mexico right now, and there's a lot of bills. Um, a lot, a lot of, bills. of bills that have to do with um, wildlife and hunting. Um, recreation as well as um gun regulation um and just some everyday run-of-the-mill um affect our life kind of bills going through right now and it's important that um we do let our voices be heard and we're going to try not to um voice too much of an opinion here today that's for you emphasis you, yeah. you have a harder time doing that than i do i yeah i tend to try and be a little bit apolitical well with your yeah your job and background yeah. maybe yeah. that's more important me i'm just a big mouth i don't care <laughs> suck it um yeah so but but we are going to bring up um as many of the bills uh up for um that are that are up in this legislative session and make you aware of them in hopes that you will do exactly that make your voice be heard whether it is um for or opposed the bill whichever way you view it but let your, let your voice be heard um, Depends. um and i think we're, we're going to release this as a as a special podcast yes. outside yeah. of our normal schedule yeah. specifically because we feel like these items require you know immediate attention this legislative session started in Jan the on january 15th yeah it's a 60-day session it goes through march but there's a lot of these bills that are actually moving extremely fast yeah we don't want this we don't want it to be dated we don't want you know we don't want all this information as of right now n none of these that i'm aware are completely past the house of the senate no and made it to the desk of the governor no so, but there have been a couple of them that, that have made, made it, it past the house. the house. Correct. Yeah. That's why we're going to go ahead and get on this. We're going to do this podcast. We're going to release it on Sunday. Well, if we're going to release it on Sunday. You're, if you're listening to this, you know when it was. It released. has been released on yeah. Sunday. Right. Um, but <laughs> but it'll give you a chance to listen to it on Monday and, and Tuesday, Tuesday prior to our regularly scheduled podcast. Yeah, which we will release on Tuesday evening as per usual. Same bat time, same, same bat, bat channel. channel. So, um, before we really get into the bills, I hope most of you understand how the legislature works, how these bills work. Um, if you don't, I'm not going to give a, a real in-depth discussion about it or, or explanation of it, but basically uh, the representatives or senators or a combination of both will introduce a bill that bill will be pre-filed or just filed if the session has already started. The pre-file is they can, they can file it a certain amount of time before the session starts. And then that bill will get assigned to a committee. Right now there's a Democratic majority in the House, Democratic majority in the Senate. And the reason that, that is important is because they because they have a majority in both houses they get to set or they get to assign who is on what committees and that is monumental because whenever these bills are being assigned to committees they can assign them to pro-democrat committees or they can assign them whatever they want Correct. to do with it they can assign it to the committee that they want it to go to and so that's what we're you know that's what we're looking at and generally it goes through one one or generally it goes through the first committee uh, if the majority of the committee members uh, want to pass it they will recommend a due pass or they may just pass it without a recommendation you never know um that that's i think that's when people are kind of playing politics it's a touchy subject and they'll yeah. just say well the constituents want it but we're not going to recommend it then it goes to a second committee 
Again, they do the same thing. They vote on it. They discuss it. Uh, in these committees is when we have the opportunity to have our voices heard. They have a session of public comment on each bill that goes through these committees. And so ideally you're going to have two opportunities, or sorry, ideally you should, depends on, depends on, depends on what you're for and against. We if you've got a bill that's going through that you really like, you're hopefully going to have two opportunities to give your public comment, and it's going to go through. If it's a bill that you're against, hopefully, ideally, you're only going to have to go one time, and then it gets right. tabled or it gets voted down, whatever the, whatever the case is. We had our biggest opportunity back in November. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about current opportunities. <laughs> current, current opportunities. I'm just saying. Anyways, from those two... Then from those two two committees, it gets uh, it it gets scheduled uh, by the speaker if it's in the house by the speaker of the house or by the uh, Senate majority leader uh, to go to the floor for a vote. Uh, anything can happen in between. Then it can get tabled. It can get amended. There's a lot of different. I'm not going to get into those intricacies. But basically, if it gets to the floor and it passes the floor of either house or either branch, the Senate or the, or the House, then it gets sent over to the other side. Correct. And it goes through committees there, gets amendments, gets, you know, whatever happens to it. If it passes both houses, then it goes to the governor. And the governor can either sign it, or they, she can do what they call a pocket veto. It means she doesn't do anything with it. It just sits on her desk, and at the end of the, the time period where she can sign bills... Uh, if it has not been signed, it's basically dead. Cool. So that's the way that the legislature works. That being said, I told you you have your opportunities to voice your public uh, opinion at the roundhouse during those committee sessions. More importantly, you should be voicing your, your opinion to your representatives and to those committee members via email, phone calls, whatever, prior to that bill being heard because those oftentimes those legislature legislators have made their decision when they get to that committee yeah yeah it's already so it's already there that's how it works i cover everything all right there i think so yeah clear as mud clear as mud uh and it's a crazy crazy process if you've never been to the legislature to witness how this happens it's mind-boggling how they get anything done right but sometimes they do. Yeah. Good or bad. Well, yeah. There's there there's a lot this year. There's a lot every every year, but there's a lot this year um, that is directly um, affects hunting um, and our our way of life. So let's let's just get into that. Let's start looking at some of these bills, Kyle. What's all right, so I'm just going to touch on this one because it's not terribly impactful as far as wildlife. It is just minorly impactful, and, and mainly, mainly the thing is it's going to be House Bill 206. And the biggest thing about it is it's just kind of another layer of bureaucracy. It's, it's the Environment, Environmental Review Act, and it basically says that if you're doing any projects on any public land, there has to be an environmental review. So it's, a, again, one more layer of bureaucracy. Yeah, and, and I can speak from experience um, with, with um, you know, this jumping field owl and the spotted mouse and all of that good stuff that it sure makes life hard to get things done when you have to go through thousand miles red tape yeah yeah um so talk talk about one of the reasons that your power bill goes up <laughs> just saying just saying <laughs> so it's the government red tape right so that that's just again nothing that you gotta worry your your head over uh, it's just an example of uh, some of the bills and uh, some of these bills that, again we're just going to touch on because uh the, the the worry factor is not there 
but you might want to be aware of it. It's one more example of major government regulation that slows life down. Correct. You know, and that's I think that's what you're trying to get at, right? It there. is. It's like, you know, why why I mean, we have we already have regulations and and things in place. Why are we having to create one more layer of that okay. bureaucracy? So, um, let's go next to House Bill 263, and I'm not even sure how I feel about this one yet. Uh, this one is basically a reform on the game commission, and <clears throat> the just the real real quick rundown. If you go, you can go to. We'll put we'll put this note in our in our show notes, but you can go to nmlegis so nmlegis gov. And you can look up all these bills, Correct. and every one of them, you click on them, it'll you can see exactly how it's written, yeah. the amendments to them, all that stuff. Yeah, and that's that's education right there. Go to these bills. You know, we've read, I, I've read that's most of these bills. That's one of the things bills. we talk about is educate, educate yourself, yourself before you yeah. go talk in don't, front of the legislature. Yeah, don't don't just listen to us and make up your minds about all these bills, um, because they could affect you in different ways that they don't affect us. Correct. So so make up your own mind, but but but. Do so from Educate. an informed platform. Absolutely. So absolutely. So, so yeah, go go to the website, pull up these bills. Um, we're looking at them on the website right now. Um, it tells you what they're doing, why they're doing it, how they're doing it. Now understand, there's a lot of legal language in these bills because that's yes. how they're written. So sometimes they're extremely hard to understand. And I will give you my rundown of what I got from the bill, uh, but. You might want to read it yourself. But basically what this bill is proposing to do is to re, uh, I guess, realign, reform the Game Commission from its current status and how it's appointed to a new way. And what they're uh, proposing is that right now I think all all the Game Commissioners are... Uh, Appointed by the new governor, I mean they could they could wipe it, almost wipe it clean, Correct. and the new governor can appoint new commissioners. Yeah, and, every and, four years, et cetera, et cetera. And and that that puts you and the game commission at the mercy of a political party. Yes, and that which there are you know there are term uh, you know. It, there are terms and, and things like that to cr- kind of mitigate that with mm-hmm. the current system. Uh, you know, uh, I think two commissioners are, every two years, two commissioners are, yeah, their yeah. term is up, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. It, it rotates, but. But what they're proposing to do, and again, I, I'm not terribly sure how I feel about this uh, off the top of my head, but what they're proposing to do is have three that are appointed by the governor three commissioners appointed by the governor. No more than two of those can be from the same party. So those three would have to, let's say as a Democratic governor, you would assume that they're going to appoint two Democrats, but they have to, under this, they would have to assign one from the Republican Party. Yes. Okay, so three appointed by the governor. They would have one from the general public from each of the congressional districts. And then they would have four that were appointed by a legislative council. No more more than two of those could be from the same party, so you would have probably two Democrats, two Republicans in that mix. But those four that are appointed by the legislative council, one of them's gonna be a rancher and farmer, one of them's gotta be a conservationist from a nonprofit organization, one of them's got to be a hunter or angler with a license that has held a license in the four previous years, mm-hmm. and one of them has to be a scientist with a master's degree or above in biology, conservation, fisheries, wildlife, etc., etc., etc. All of those would have to be approved by the Senate as well. Yes. And basically, uh, they're saying that n- no more than two terms. So anybody on that commission could not serve more than two terms. But that's the breakdown. That's what they're kind of uh, yes. suggesting in that in that bill. What, I guess, what impact does that have on hunters and wildlife? We don't know yet. Um, 
Again, it, I'm I'm on the fence about this one. It 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 it, it sounds good, but so yeah, there there are some parts that sound good. You know, one having a, a hunter and angler on, um, two having a, a farmer on there. You know, three three people from the general public um, that are one from each district. You know, uh, having a, a a scientist. You know, um, that's that's good as well. Um, the diversity that they're putting in there. Of the people that are sitting on the commission sounds good. Could be good. Could be good. Uh, but um, but you but, look at but like like the language that says you know, no more than one person from each party. How hard is it to go re-register as a Republican? Well, that language is actually in there. Is it that in there? that they they couldn't if if they had re-registered or changed parties that they couldn't be sit on the game commission. Gotcha. But. My so I have a couple of worries with it. My worry is the the general public part of it is getting people on there who have no earthly idea about wildlife management. Correct. Um, the other concerns that I have is the conservation from a nonprofit organization because you could get someone in there from let's say um, Sierra Club. Yeah. Uh, the other concern I have is, you know, the scientists in biology, uh, and I'm not so much worried about that. But again, there are concerns that I have with it. There are things about it that sound okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm really on the fence about this one. But it would have a huge impact on wildlife hunting because this is your game commission. These are the people who make and change and approve and get rid of rules regulations correct basically run the department run the hunting and fishing in the state of new mexico so this is a huge deal yes yeah it, it is a big deal and as we all know it, it takes a long time a long long time to fix and and create a good environment healthy populations of animals it does not take long to destroy it up. <laughs> So that's very true. Now, uh, the other thing, when you go into the leg, you know, the nmlegis.gov and you look up these bills, um, the nice thing is it tells you uh, who introduced the bill. And this one was Representative Matthew McQueen. And then next to that, it will tell you what. Um, its progress through the legislature. So, if you look at, if you click and look at, at this bill, it has been to the. Um, looking at it real quick, the House Energy and Natural Resources Committee, and then it was referred to the House Judiciary Committee with a due pass recommendation. So. It's been through one committee. This is what we were talking about. These bills are on the move. It's been through one committee already. Uh, you have probably haven't heard much about it, but it's been through one committee already. It's going to the House Judiciary Committee. It will be heard there, and then it's it's uh, you know possible to go to the floor. So that's that one. What's next? Let's look at House Bill 366, and this one is a huge one. Actually, this one was just heard. Uh, it uh, they heard testimony from the public on Thursday the 7th February 7th they will have voted on it whether it passes the committee or not the first committee or not they will have voted on it by the time that we release this podcast gotcha. um, so you look at House Bill 366 it's called the Wildlife Protection and Public Safety Act uh, they like to uh, make <laughs> or, I guess, flower up the language. This is the anti-trapping bill. Yes. This is the big one that we were expecting to come forth this year. It did, and it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's a major attack on our way of life. Absolutely. Um, and, <clears throat> man... <laughs> And, and so uh, so let me clarify. Okay. okay. So I say that's a major attack on our way of life, right? Yeah. Am I a trapper? No. No. I have, think we've made I that abundantly have, clear. Have I ever trapped? No, not no. that I know of. Okay. So so when I say it's a major attack on our way of life, I don't trap. 
I've never trapped. I have friends that trap. I have family that's trapped. I have, I have family that made a living trapping. Um, of course, not now, but in the past. Um, but the reason it is such a major attack on our way of life is because it's a death by a thousand cuts. Yes. Okay. They start, they start small, and they go big. Okay. So trapping is one of the is a very small portion of very small portion hunting and fishing. Absolutely. So very. So so they attack that little thing that doesn't have a lot of support. All right. And it's just a way to start getting at the bigger things. They chip away little at a time and so they take trapping today they take bear hunting tomorrow they take our weapons and then they take hunting yeah. it's, it's it's just you know it's just a progression so we have to fight for it and we have to protect our rights to trap because what's to stop them from coming after the rest once they get a little piece. Yeah, and I have, I guess I have a little bit different uh, take on it than you do. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, I look at it uh, as that trapping is a very viable tool for controlling and managing fur bearer populations, predator Absolutely. populations. Absolutely. And that has been proven over and over again. There, there's no doubt about that. Um, the OFWA, the Association of Fish and Wildlife Agencies, mm -hmm. They put forth these best management practices on managing, and, and this is an association from wildlife agencies across the nation, mm -hmm. but they put forth these best management practices on how to manage these populations. Um, and trapping is an extremely, uh, I mean, we've done the trapping podcast. I'm not going to rehash that, but it's an extremely effective tool to manage mm -hmm. those populations. Well, and, that, and I think we even touched, touched on this point, too. Um, so currently, we have people who are paying money to trap yep. predators, yep. fur bears. Yep. Okay. So not only are they buying licenses, but they're buying equipment that is made by somebody else. They're buying gas to go. They're you know they're they're putting money into the economy, and if we take that away. Those animals, Those animals still have to be managed. Yep. So now, instead of somebody paying the state to manage those populations, we, the general public, is going to have to pay a tax. And pay somebody to do it for us. And the state is going to have to do it. Yeah. They're gonna, so, they're gonna have to pay some, we're going to have to pay somebody to do it for us. Exactly. And those animals are still going to get trapped. Mm -hmm. But the resource, the furs, are not going to be harvested. No, they're no, not going to be used. No. It's just going to be, it's going to be a waste. They're, they're, these animals are still going to be harvested, but now instead of being harvested and, and productive, they're going to be harvested and discarded. Yes. We said we would try and keep it apolitical, but this is one we actually yeah. feel very, very strongly about. Sorry about that. But in this bill, so we'll talk about this bill real quick. The... Um, Again, talking about the Wildlife Protection Public Safety Act. When you read through this, this is kind of what I got or gathered out of it. It's going to be illegal for private people, the public, or the government to use traps, snares, or poison on public land. Um, they have some exceptions. That they're going to allow... Cage traps by landowners for depredation. <laughs> Which, if you know anything about cage traps, uh, you're not going to catch much with them. Uh, they, they can be used effectively, but not for the wide range of fur bears that we have out there. Yeah. The other exception is that uh, the government can, be, can use traps to mitigate actual threats to human safety and health. It doesn't even say that they that the government's going to be able to use it for depredation purposes. And this is why it's very important to read this because there's absolutely specific wording in there. And so if they tell you, oh, no, the government will be able to do to trap for depredation, according to the wording in this bill, Game and Fish could not respond and, let's say, trap a lion that has killed your livestock. 
you would have to, as a landowner, you would have to set a cage trap to catch that lion. Lovely. So, <clears throat> you get into the fines that you, <laughs> uh, and am I? Uh, I probably shouldn't say that. Anyways, you get into the fines in this bill, and it, it's ridiculous. Uh, Five hundred dollar fine per trap for the first offense. <laughs> if you're caught trapping on public lands, thousand dollars per trap for second offense, two thousand dollars per trap for third or subsequent offenses. On top of that, if you get convicted of a civil damage, let's say you catch a dog in the trap that you have put out there, mm -hmm. and you get sued civilly, you would have to pay three times what that domestic animal is worth. And Ouch. who sets who sets what who sets the number that 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 animal's worth? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that's just a quick and dirty rundown. Uh, obviously, go and read these yourselves, guys. Um, it's not good. No, no, this one and and you know they they passed this in some form in Colorado already. Colorado, you uh, you cannot use foothold traps. Uh, you can only use cage traps, and I don't think you can even use them on public land. No, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about what they did in Colorado, but I know that they they did ban trapping. Colorado, pretty much the same thing as what they're trying to do here, from what I understand. But not good. And again, it's attack on them. And so, uh, I'm I'm gonna kind of I listen to the public comment on on this session just just a brief portion of it uh and the so-called experts that each side brings mm -hmm. and it's uh if you have <laughs> i'm gonna be you i'm gonna be a big mouth go here. go if you have a brain cell in your head you will recognize how the opposition to this bill so the pro trapping people have their facts they get mm -hmm. up they give facts it, it was very impressive they they were obviously educated mm -hmm. they gave all the points that we gave mm -hmm. on trapping and more when you listen to the proponents for this they solely rely on feeling yeah. on emotion yeah their dog got caught in a trap and it was the most traumatic experience that they've ever had yeah and so that's why, and I make that point mm -hmm. simply to illustrate the reason we tell you to educate yourself. Yeah. Don't stand up, whether you're pro or for, you know, this bill. Stand up and base your opinions on, on fact. facts. Yes. Facts are important. Facts are important. Anything else we want to cover in this bill? Now nah, let's move on before I get pissed off. <laughs> Roger that. We're gonna, we're gonna move on to another one that's really <laughs> gonna gonna um, ruffle my feathers. Um, again, All right. So it's something that I've never done. Well, you've done it once with me. No. But you've no, never. No, I've I've I've. Oh no no no! Coyote, you're talking about you're talking I've about went okay. coyote hunting. Yes. But I have never once been in a coyote killing contest so uh right before we move on to the coyote quote unquote killing contest so the sponsors of the anti-trapping bill are again matthew mcqueen christine chandler steve Ro mcqueen was much cooler Bo bobby <laughs> gonzalez um and uh right now it's showing that 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 uh that bill was scheduled for the house energy environment and natural resources committee the public testimony was heard mm -hmm. on February the 7th. The uh, discussion by the legislators and voting on whether or not to go ahead and push that bill through mm -hmm. is going to happen on s Saturday, I believe. Saturday the 9th? 10th? 9th? Saturday the 10th. Um, today is the 8th, so... The Saturday the 9th. That's yeah. what it is. Saturday the 9th. Saturday the 9th. It will have happened by the time that we release this. Okay. So, SB 76. Senate Bill 76. So, uh, we... Prohibit coyote killing contests. Yes. Yeah, so, we've gotten out of the house. Those are the main 
the main things in the house bills that oh, right now bill. that are uh, uh, wildlife related. and hunting related going into the Senate bills. Remember, a bill can be either in, introduced on either side or they can be introduced concurrently. Mm -hmm. So Senate Bill 76 is prohibiting rename this stupid bill 76 <laughs> it is prohibiting coyote killing contests and this is funny to me for the simple fact and again i'm going to be a big mouth here uh -huh. it's not a coyote killing contest if you've ever gone coyote calling uh -huh. there are days when i've been skunked uh -huh. they are predators they are there's a reason they're called wily coyote well they're smart um it's it's really not a hey, I'm gonna go out and just kill a bunch of coyotes. Yeah. So so to, so, uh, just a couple of facts real quick before we even get into the bill. Okay. Of just okay, number one. Uh, people have been trying to eradicate coyotes in this country since we came here. It's never going to happen. Fact of the matter: coyote goes out, yips at night. If it doesn't hear anything. They automatically start having more pups than they normally do. When they stop hearing and they start sensing more coyotes around, they automatically start having more. So when you go out and kill a bunch of them, the mamas start dropping more babies. Science is what they do. Okay. Um, number two. You. <laughs> Making coyote killing contests illegal is not going to stop coyote hunting. It's well, and the, so so here's another very technical aspect of it. Um, the I should really shouldn't get into this. <laughs> the state land commissioner, uh, in a show of solidarity with her base, signed a anti-coyote calling contest bill on state lands the issue with that is it's fairly unenforceable well yeah for the simple fact that at this point in time killing killing coyotes is not illegal they're not a game animal no no um and uh, like i mean so how how, how do you possibly enforce that i mean just the logistics of it are ridiculous because it's legal to go out and shoot coyotes. So you, you, let's say a law enforcement officer goes out and sees you and you're shooting coyotes and they come up to you and are you, are you a member of a contest? Um, no. Okay. Okay. Have a nice day. <laughs> well, you know, and state land. Are they going to take the registration? We, we've talked about we've talked about state land how it's not really truly public land. Anyways, you have to have yeah. a, a valid license during an open season to be there. Anyways, mm -hmm. uh, but again, coming back to what Rodney said, killing coyotes isn't illegal. No, no, it's not. So, anyways, set that aside. Uh, let's talk about this bill for a minute. Um, this one bans coyote killing contest what they call quote-unquote coyote killing contests let me back up another reason this really chaps me is most the vast majority of the people who are going out and doing this are doing it one either for predator control during calving season mm -hmm. or two during fur bearer season where they then use those resources and it's just like trapping it's a very viable uh, way of controlling predator mm -hmm. numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay, getting back into it. It bans a kill coyote killing contest. There's a penalty for the participants that you, or I should say you could get charged as a participant. You could get charged as an organizer. And here's the kicker. This mm -hmm. is the fun one. You could get charged as a landowner who allows someone to do a coyote calling contest on your private property. Uh, it's my... not just public land. They're trying to ban it outright across the state. Private, public, yeah. everything. That's government overreach. Absolutely. Um, um, You're going to tell me what I can yeah. and can't do on my and, private property? And let me ask you another question. We like to go do stuff when we go together. Um, 
lots of what if we lots, just lots of activity what if we just decided we're gonna go shoot coyotes and whoever shoots the fewest coyotes has to buy dinner technically that's a coyote calling it's contest. coyote calling contest because we're there is a reward there yeah. is a prize there is some sort of right uh, yeah right so so yeah bite me <laughs> we better move on before yeah. Bobby gets pissed yeah. off so right. that's those <laughs> the anti-trapping and the and the coyote killing contest um bills are probably the highest profile hunting related yeah. uh bills that are that are in in the legislature right now now they anybody could file a bill at any time during the during the legislature so um we could see more stuff come out it just really kind of depends but yeah. these are these are the ones that are out right now uh that senate bill 76 is being sponsored by mark moore's and jeff steinborn uh it's been scheduled for the senate conservation committee on february 12th but again the time for you to make your voice heard is now you need to start yeah. talking to your representatives you need to figure out who is on the senate conservation committee mm -hmm. send them emails give them phone calls uh voice your opinion and if you can show up during on the committee day yeah I, I'm, I'm going to go a little dark here. <laughs> I have a great fear that these two bills are likely going to make it far, if not pass. I'm, I'm positive that both of them, the trapping and the coyote bill, are both going to make the governor's desk, and she will sign both of them. I'm, I'm very scared about this just because of of the makeup. Yeah, yeah, the, the that and that's... I, I'm with you. I, I think that they're both going to make it through. I think that there's a lot of these bills that are going to make it through. That doesn't mean that you should not exactly. Voice it doesn't your mean you shouldn't get out there and make, you know. And here, here's a, here again, here again is another great example of what we talked about with Bridger last week uh, when we were talking about landowners and hunters coming together finding common ground this is absolutely it's common perfect. ground exactly because in that uh in the anti-trapping bill the first committee session there were there were uh people there voicing their opinion from groups such as the wool growers of new mexico mm -hmm. there were people there from the new mexico stockman's association the mexican cattlemen's association it, these it, are absolutely core principles that we can stand together exactly on. and even if you've never taken a shot at a coyote um it's it, these these things are important because like i stated earlier they have so much more effect than just a ban on coyote calling contests there's so much more at stake because it's just it's just one of many one of the thousand cuts in, in the death by a thousand cuts that's all it is and 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 it and you're exactly right this is a perfect example for landowners um hunters to come together and and be one strong voice even in opposition. if i mean let's 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 break it down even within the many disciplines of hunting even mm -hmm. if you don't trap as a hunter you should be worried about this. yes absolutely you should absolutely because it's they're they're, they're not going to stop with coyotes no you know, it eventually it's going to be, you know, it's going to go from coyotes to foxes, from foxes to bears, from bears to antelope, from antelope to elk. You're going to end up it's, looking. I mean, that's the that's mm, that's how fact it works. of the matter. You end up looking like California. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, they've yeah. All right. Speaking of death by a thousand cuts, Senate Bill two hundred three mm -hmm. is. A bill that basically just says we're going to rename the the game and fish as the wildlife department. Mm -hmm. And if you read that bill, all it does is it scratches out game and fish and it puts in the wildlife department. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's a few issues with this. Mm -hmm. The amount of money it would cost to change everything about the game and fish to the wildlife department is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So you're, your hunting every, dollars are going to go to changing a friggin' name. Yeah, for no reason. Well, uh, no, there no, is a reason. No viable reason. So let, let me let me tell you what <laughs> I, I think. I, and, and I can 
Yeah. You probably are the same way. I, but I'm this, 100% sure that you're going to say exactly what I'm thinking. This is merely an attempt, a step in the direction of, and there's another bill we'll talk about here in just a second. It's a step in the direction of protecting all wildlife in New Mexico. Yeah. So yes. game department doesn't just yes. have to deal with game animals. It has to yes. deal with all wildlife in New Mexico. When you call it game, it, it, it has the sound. And, and this is this is classic politics. Okay, When you call it game, it has the sound of uh, harvestable wildlife. Okay, well, It also has the sound of a sport. It's sport. Sporting animals. Okay, yep. Now, when you call it wildlife... You're giving a bear with teeth, and ask Bridger how dangerous those animals are. <laughs> you're giving a bear with teeth, cute little fuzzy ears, and you you, you turn yeah you turn a, a Bruin exactly. a charging Bruin into a Yogi Bear exactly, and and that's what they do. Um, I'm going to go real dark and political here. I'm sorry, Kyle, but why do they call it abortion instead of murder? Because you can't legalize murder. That's why. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all. so. <laughs> So I'm gonna stay out of that one. <laughs> there, so there we go. Um, that's that's what they're doing when they're changing it from game and fish to wildlife. They're trying to personalize it, and and make it cute and cuddly. Again, they're appealing yeah. to your emotions. Exactly. Your emotions exactly. instead of basing it on scientific fact. Right. All right. So that's Senate Bill 203, Senate Bill uh, 228, I believe it is. Uh, is the Wildlife Corridors Act, and this one is basic. It's it's really kind of a non-issue, but basically it charges the game department and the DOT with finding solutions to animals getting hit on the road, and it uh, appropriates five hundred thousand dollars from the general fund. Which again, if you don't understand this, the game department doesn't take any money from the general fund. It is solely funded based off of hunting, trapping, and fishing licenses. Correct. Uh, and the wildlife that everybody enjoys is managed off of that money. But it would take $500,000 from the general fund, which is a freaking joke. It's a drop in the bucket. And it would be put towards figuring out wildlife corridors and, and, yeah. and fixing that situ you know, those minor situations. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Senate Bill 383 is... Again, we're just giving you, we're touching on these lightly because these mm -hmm. ones are the less impactful as far, but it still has to do with hunting in New Mexico. The Senate Bill 383 is uh, basically a Game Commission fair chase rulemaking. It adds a little section in there about the Game Commission having due regard for, uh, for putting language and ensuring that people are hunting according to fair chase uh and the i don't know the efficacy of this i don't know the reasoning behind it uh, i don't know that this one will go anywhere i totally just walked out of the room and came back and nobody knew <laughs> <laughs> i think they probably heard you they probably knew uh senate bill 390 is trapping regulation changes this one is actually different from the house bill that we talked about mm -hmm. uh basically this one said and this one Can't again this is if we other. if we have to if yeah. we if we have to take a hit i would rather take this one it basically just says that the department will give due regard to public safety when um when making trapping regulations and it'll pretty much become null and void when they pass the other one well if they pass the other one yeah um anyways so there's there's that one read through it. it it it's if i had to pick one i would pick this one yeah well yeah for but sure. that's if i had to pick one yeah. lesser of two evils lesser of two evils but uh, we need weevils. to we need to <laughs> lesser of two evils yeah <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the podcast, <laughs> we need to stop picking the lesser of two evils, and we need to start standing for principles, yeah, well, just, just which we don't do. Don't pick, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, the last one we're going to talk about that's really wildlife, again, these are just current ones. There could be more that get introduced, but the last one we're going to talk about at this current time for hunting and, and wildlife related is going to be Senate Bill 417. 
this one is called State Game Commission Propose and Purpose and Species. This is the one where I was talking about that the other, the changing the name to, to wildlife. Mm -hmm. This is where this is going. This one is the more dangerous one that says that we're going to provide for the management of all wildlife in New Mexico. Yeah. There, I, yeah. So the Game Commission will be in charge of everything. Everything. And if you don't understand the the repercussions of that, that adds a lot of animals to you. A lot of animals and Pilots. depredation, money. Uh, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a little excessive. I mean, so <clears throat> those are those are the hunting and wildlife related. There's there's a couple other that we want to touch on simply because we want you guys to be informed because these are the, these are ones that are probably going to have an effect on you and and, and they will and it, so some of these are, are your 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 gun rights bills and and that does have an effect on hunting yes um you know as sportsmen you know the majority of us i'm, I'm sure that there's some out there that that don't have guns that only have archery equipment but but for the majority of the hunters um you do have guns and ammunition and so these bills do have an effect on on that these one and these gun bills are ones that are actually flying through yep right now mm -hmm. um house bill eight and senate bill eight remember we said they could be introduced simultaneously mm -hmm. in both houses um both of those are basically it would outlaw private gun sales from me to you without going through an FFL. Great. And not only that, but... Universal background checks is what that is. Not not only that, but it's going to um, prohibit you from loaning me a rifle to go hunting. Yeah. And so, not a grande, especially, what we do is um, talk about, like our Hunt It Forward program, um, begging and borrowing equipment for people that are trying to get into, into hunting. hunting. It's make it much so harder. So that's, yeah, I mean, extremely hard, you know. Now a person is going to have to I'm fork borrow grand. I'm going to borrow granddad's gun to yeah. go hunting. He's got to, I have to go to an FFL to get a background check. Exactly. And that's, that's. Just to borrow it. That's, that's crazy. Um, and just, again, like we were talking about earlier, these bills, these, these bills have so much more effect than just what they state. So um, that's going to prohibit people from becoming hunters. Mm -hmm. You know, how is Uncle Kyle going to take his niece Maggie hunting if he can't loan her a firearm? Mm -hmm. You know, and these things, are, I mean, they're just, they're important. Yeah. Um, so along those lines, uh, Senate Bill 201 is kind of the same, the universal background stuff. Uh, the, though the House bill has already passed through two committees, and it has gone to the floor for a vote. Mm -hmm. uh, you look at House Bill 35, that's, uh, it's going to require FFLs to, to check with the with, uh, LEA, or sorry, DPS, Department of Public Safety, for every gun that an FFL buys, they got to check see if, whether or not it's stolen. And I, I think that kind of happens anyways. I don't know exactly what that one's about. I mean, I read through it, but it was it was hard to parse out what was going sure. on. Um, House Bill 40 is background checks at gun shows. Now, but most of them are already doing this. Most of them are already this. doing this. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. an added... Because most of them are FFLs. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, basically what it's doing is, uh, so there are some people at gun shows that aren't FFLs. They're, you know. And Pri they're private. They're private. Individuals. Um, is it going to, well, I mean, well, the they're, other they're, bill, they're the trying to, again, they're trying that, to close but, that loophole of yeah. private citizen to private yeah. citizen sales. And we won't get into, you know, the, I'd like to, but I won't get into, um, you know the, the amount of government overreach and stuff like that here but just just keep in mind that each one of these laws has more effect than just the law itself yes you know you, you give them an inch and they're going to take a mile uh, and and, and just the the, that's the, what it the is. interconnected um, nature of government personal life all that yeah. stuff is so interconnected it, it, it has a ripple effect 
Yeah. And there are things that they, you know, they with each one of these these bills, the major agencies that it's mm-hmm. going to affect, they mm-hmm. request a um, an analysis of how much is it going to cost, mm-hmm. and that it's going like, to cost us a lot. Yeah. So, uh, going on down, you look at House Bill eighty three, uh, and concurrently uh, Senate Bill three twenty eight. This one's what we remember. We've talked to you and I, Rodney, not not mm-hmm. not the listeners, but this yeah. is that red flag law. Yeah, and this one this one really uh, gets me gets uh, gets my panties in a bunch because you wear panties. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but because this one basically gives them the right to come into your home and take your guns without due process. Yes, and. The reason that we have the Second Amendment is to protect the government from doing that. Um, so most of these bills, by by the way, are going to be challenged in court. Yeah. Um, the, the second that somebody uh, is affected by one of these, having to pay be, a fine or yeah. go to court, they're going to be they're going to be tested. But but um, again, same thing. You know, now they're trying to come into our homes and take our weapons without provocation without due process so basically when you read through this bill what it talks about is a petitioner and or law enforcement would go to a judge and through the standard of probable cause request or say that a person is an extreme risk to themselves or someone else the judge would then issue an order that would allow law enforcement to go in and confiscate all their guns Mm -hmm. again without the due process of going through court and and so we're probably talking extremes here but really what this gives the right to do is you know you piss your neighbor off and your neighbor calls your cops calls the cops and next thing you know you're losing your weapons for nothing yeah um so it it just really opens the door for them to be able to do what they want yeah um and so those are basically the the gun laws that we're looking at uh that (laughs) they're going to have an effect on you if any of them go through there's a couple of other bills that we'll just touch on real quickly that are examples of how this is going to affect these bills affect your daily life. Uh, one of them is the increased minimum wage, uh, House Bill 31, Senate Bill 437. Uh, over the next uh, couple of years, uh, basically by 2022, it's going to increase the minimum wage to $12 an hour, and then. After 2022, it would increase minimum wage by the cost of living every year after that. Uh-huh. And you're you're going to say, well, you know, what does what does that do? Why does that affect me on my daily in my daily life? All that cost, all that extra overhead, all that pay, um, whether it's the person working at McDonald's or the person working down at your feed store or the person working at the gun store. That extra money that that small business has to pay out for the minimum wage is going to be tacked on to what you purchase. Yeah, the cost of your purchases. Um, it's going to mean that a Big Mac, instead of being $10 now, is going to be $15 now. Exactly. That's, and, you know, or, or that that position is going to be replaced with a computer, yes. which we're already seeing that. Oh, absolutely. You know, you go down to Taco Bell here in Alamogordo, and, and you can just order your food from the machine from the computer and not even go to the counter yeah so it you know computers are going to be replacing people and in this this minimum wage crap is it's just exacerbating that that. yeah it's just going to have opposite effect um it's definitely not going to create jobs well and i'll kind of state the obvious here i'm not against people making more money but those minimum wage jobs are not designed to be careers. No. They are designed to be entry-level jobs to get someone experienced to then go on and do um, something better with their life. Correct. correct. So, and, and it's... It, you shouldn't, you, you know... You can't earn. I'm a big proponent of earning your money. Absolutely. You can't earn that much money... Um, doing a lot of these jobs that are now going to pay. I don't want to insult anybody. There's, you know, there's people out there that thoroughly enjoy those kind of jobs and want to do them. And, and that's cool if that's what you choose, but you choose it. So, um, 
just keep that in mind. Again, um, yeah, these these are things that these are things that you just need to be aware of. That we'll finish with that, guys. The biggest thing is you need to get involved. Contact your representatives. Contact the people on the the committees that these are going to make your voice heard. That's all we have to say. Educate yourself, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Adios. Adios. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.